Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. Okay, we're here. This is Eat and Drink. Uh, how are you? How are you? I'm Ali Hassan. I'm if you're Marco. just tuning in for the first time, which would be weird, but it would be great. We welcome you. I'm Marco Timpano. Yes. This is a um, nominated for Outstanding Culture and Society Series podcast. We'll find out at the end of the month if we win. And if we don't win, we've got great people in our, our category. Congratulations to you, but we deserve to win. We murder, we murder everybody who beat us if we there, don't win. Just go. saying that, just throwing it out there. What did I do with my pad of paper? This is what's killing me. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. This is great. And I, uh, please don't edit this out. This is what I want people talking. who tune in to understand the vibe here. Zero organization skills. You see him, you're like, this guy's well put together. Can't even keep an ice in a cocktail shaker, even though it has a cap on it. Like, how do you? Uh, he's a mess. Anyway, he's I'm back. back. I'm back. It was his... just outside the studio. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're terrible. You're terrible well, because- you're terrible because you're a fraudulent plant-based eater. That's why. Huh? The last, with the last episode we did, we both had this connection on uh, on plant-based. I was like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a try. And you're like, I'm also going to give it a try. And you are not giving it a try. I just yelled into yep. the mic with passion. I apologize. Actually, the last episode we did was on steak and how to, how to get your steak the right temperature. <laughs> not plant-based. But we're both trying to be plant-based. I'm going slow. You're going whole hog. Well, I go whole hog because I'm not going to do it for very long. Oh, I know that. Okay. I'm going to have a party in March where I just, uh, I bathe in lamb. Ugh. I'm going to swim. I'm going to do, no, you don't like lamb? I'm not, lamb's not my thing. You get the hell out of here. Right oh, now. what can you do? Oh my God. I fantasize about lamb. All right. Okay, I almost good. had lamb. I almost had lamb. What a story. At So you remember our, our friend, friend of the show, Jenny Arena. Love Jenny. Uh, she had a night. Uh, last week, which you couldn't be at because no, you were out of because town. because a stupid Victoria, B.C., which I love. I love Victoria, B.C., but BC, B, Victoria, B.C. and Air Canada kept me away from this night. So this was a night of Nutella. Next time she has it, she has it every year. We'll okay. make sure that you're on the okay, on good. earlier plane if we can get you yeah. out. Uh, I, too, love Victoria. Uh, and we have a listener from Victoria. Her name is Christina. She says she loves our show. Christina, how are you? But when we talk about frog gras... She turns it off. She's like, I just can't because it's cruel. I I would turn it off too because your pronunciation of foie gras is so despicable. It's almost worse than foie gras itself. The right. way you pronounce it is terrible. So listen, you're putting I, two two extra R's in there and a, and a W. I don't know what you're doing, Christine. We're not talking about it today. We're not talking about it today, and we we're gonna endeavor not to talk about it unless it's something in our food for that sure. particular day. Right? I don't even remember the last time we talked about it. I don't either, but nah, I hope talk. she hasn't turned off the show because we talked about it a little bit right now. So, so Christina, a shout out to you in Victoria. Uh, I've had so many great meals with Christina in Victoria. Next time you're there, I'm going to make sure that you have a great meal with her too because she's great okay. and she'll find the best plant-based uh, restaurant in, in I found a, a couple and I'd be happy to find more. I'll be in touch. Okay. Okay, Good. great. Thanks, Christina. Okay. Uh, I call her Christina, by the way. To just okay, just give her uh, another reason to turn it off. Okay, good for you. Uh, so Jenny had this night of Nutella. So it was an evening where her and her chef Vito Bruno made every dish 
contained Nutella in it in some some way, shape, or the form. The sweets and the savory. Yes. It wasn't just a sweet night. Okay? And uh, the main course was pistachio-crusted lamb chops with cauliflower puree, roasted radicchio, and Nutella. And I don't love lamb. I was going to eat it because I'm like, I'm not going to be that person. You're I'm not, not going to be monster. like you, right? Take it easy. Okay. So, uh, but she's she knew. She listens to the podcast. She knows I don't love lamb, so she made me. I'm in the podcast. I didn't even know you don't like lamb. I, I, I think I just ignored that. Selectively, I was like, who gives us? I've said it like maybe thing. 18 no. out of the I know you're allergic to passion fruit. That's okay. the one thing I've committed to. I right. don't want to murder you Thank in you. front of me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to die in the what's in Marco's mouth segment. Uh, but otherwise, the rest is just jibber jabber. I think, isn't it? Fair enough. Okay, so she did not make you. Make no, you... she she substituted shrimp for me instead, and that was Jenny, really lovely. Jenny, if you spoon fit him like that, he'll never grow up and be a man. You know <laughs> what I mean? You have to let this guy grow into a real human being. So, in honor yes. of Jenny's night, yes. I'm making a Nutella martini. Perfect. Can I start by saying? This martini pisses me off. Why? It's what? it makes me angry. Oh, it's one of the that. martinis I hate. I fucking hate doing things like this. First of all, all, all such a bad attitude. Every single website where I, I was searching for uh, Nutella martinis tells me to take the glass and smear Nutella around the rim. Mm. I'm not going to do that. Because okay. A, I think it looks like bullshit. B, it's messy. Do you really want to be drinking a, a thing with I Nutella? Don't. I no, don't. and it's like I'm not doing that. I get it looks fancy, but I don't need. If the cocktail is good, I don't need fancy. Okay. Now, when dealing with Nutella, I got to say this. I was looking into the history and the background of Nutella, and it's fascinating. So, if our listeners want, maybe we'll get Jenny back in here for a special episode because it goes back to Neo. Uh, um, Napoleon times. Napoleonic? Yeah, Nap- Napoleonic. I was going to Napolitano, but uh, from back to Naples. Uh, uh, You're so Italian. I'm the you worst. You just can't even say Napoleon no. huh, without being Italian. No. Okay, I get it. That's Anyways, fine. it was fascinating. Maybe if our listeners want, we'll do an episode where we talk about Nutella because it's just fascinating. Okay. Uh, but that said, we're going to make a Nutella martini. Whatever brings Jenny back in here, I'm happy to whatever. There you uh, go, Jenny. We the discussed in- the origins of the name Jenny. You're back. Whatever I, it is. I want to mention two people that I met at Jenny's night. So yeah. uh, Frank and Stella Mazuka have a product that they've sort of brought out of out of like history. So it's this product called Shirobetta. And basically it's a syrup from Calabria, from southern Italy, that Frank remembered as a child when it would snow. And it rarely snows in Calabria. His family and many families in, in that region of Italy would gather some snow and put mulled wine on it. Like a syrup and make like a granita. Sure, like the Quebec sort of taffy. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Or espresso. Okay. Or there's lemon base. So he's making these syrups uh, as an homage to his family. Now, are they thick and you roll them around a stick and no. eat them like a taffy? Or no. it's more like a slush? Uh, it's more what do you like call it? Granita. granita. It's more yeah. like a granita. Yeah, okay. And he made uh, a palate cleanser for that night, which was lemon basil, shirobetta, and he took some ice and made it into snow with a machine yeah. and then poured it on. It was fantastic. And then he did a sour cherry, amarena and nocciola and hazelnut, uh, shirobetta. Not a palate cleanser. That was more as That a... was with coffee and dessert. Yeah, great, nice. great, great eye there. And yeah. it was sensational. So I just wanted to say, and they're listeners of our show. So I want to say hi to Frank oh, and Stella. Guys. So nice. maybe we'll have them in talking about that particular product. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get to this bullshit martini. All right. I'm already angry about it. What so a terrible attitude. I'm not going to smear Nutella on a, a nice smear. glass. What am I? With the smearing police? Don't smear. You don't want to smear. Don't I'm smear. Not, plus, you don't like that. You don't like. I don't like. You it. don't like that. I know you. I know. You don't like that. If it's salt properly done on a margarita. 
read it, yes. you're like on half the, the rim yeah. of salt, so I can access it when I need to. But whenever I'm putting like candy cane crushed shit oh on God. stuff, you you no, no, you make yeah, a face. I, I, <laughs> so I don't care for it. It's true. All right. Here's another aspect I hate about this martini. You got to make it in different places. So here we go. You take a t- tablespoon of Nutella. You take two ounces of vodka. Some people like to use vanilla flavored vodka, and you take a. Uh, a uh, ounce of cream and you blend it with an immersion blender or in a blender. So already I'm like, I got a dirty a blender and immersion blender. Then you what take kind a sugar. Of, uh, bartender mixologist are you that you're so averse to dirtying a blender? No, That's the first I don't, thing. Your I don't credibility like is okay. All right. Then you take that, put it in a glass with a shaker. Yes. So now I've blended it. I got that stuff all dirty. Now I'm in a shaker with ice, right? And I'm going to shake this up. So while I shake, feel free to. Stare at you and your No, eyes. feel free to belittle me, <laughs> as you do. You're belittling yourself. Okay. So Notice he doesn't talk while I'm shaking. No, I want you to, because you insult me for always uh, ruining things on the microphone, screaming, being too passionate. Now look at you. You're ruining people's listening experience. Do you want me to shake outside the yes. studio? No, I'm yes. not going to do that. All right. So Step I've got into this. into your washing machine. So, okay. Oh, so it looks nice. It looks nice. It looks it's like got it's, a, it's got a Nutella color to it. Well, it looks like a like a Mexican hot chocolate, I would okay. say. Not, not as a dark, dark brown as Nutella, but because of the cream, um, that's pretty appealing. And in fact, yeah, a Nutella rim would uh, would ruin that. So if you want to take a picture of that. Mm. So he's... Uh, oh, man, yeah. So okay. here's what I would say. If you really want Nutella in a beverage, make yourself a hot chocolate or a coffee, a latte, and then take a spoon of Nutella and stir it in there. That is less of a pain than this particular martini. <laughs> So having said that and having made it, not tasted it, I'm going to give it a taste. Are you going to give it a taste? Okay, he's going to give it a taste, and he's going to let me know. And, and uh, precursor. Oh, quite good. You don't love sweet quite things. Good. You like it? Okay. Well, um, you know what I have in my mind still? Something I had in uh, in Victoria a couple of nights ago, this espresso martini. Yes. Which is so good. And I was like, you know, why don't I have these more often? They're so good. And it's it's obviously sweet as well. So this is reminiscent. Okay, i got to say. As much of a pain in the ass it is to make, it's quite fantastic. It's delicious, man. It's fantastic. Now, it feels so Christmassy in here right now. Yeah, actually. so I want to do a little version of this. So yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to put – I looked at this and I'm like, if you're not so much into chocolate, then add a half ounce of espresso to this. Let's oh. see what happens when I add a half an ounce of espresso to this. I Magic, feel like it's I'm gonna, sure. I feel like it's going to elevate it. I could be wrong, but let's see what happens. How about some confidence in yourself? Huh? What do you think about that? Well, when I work with you, it's really difficult. No. Right? All right. So I'm going to shake. Uh, you gonna talk. Spill. It's going to spill. It's going to spill. Oh, the cap wasn't on properly. I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. So here we go. A half ounce of... Let's see if that makes a difference. The gross thing that I did was I just poured the thing back into the shaker after we... Yeah, after I'm we, sure did you that's try quite it uncouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting that you... Uh, that's with a bit of coffee to it. You enjoyed it, and then you're like, "Let me, uh, mm. let me potentially ruin it." It's great. There you go. It's good with the coffee it's too. Good. So of if you if you like a mocha flavor, add the coffee to this. And I'll tell Jenny, like, Let's listen, see. if you want this recipe for your next nocciola night, nocciola meaning hazelnut in Italian, yeah, then uh, I'll give you the recipe to this, or just go on our show. Or notes. you could be you could be the guy at the night. She could have a collaboration with you for one of the dishes, like she did with Frank, for example, yeah, sure. and his and his wife. Um, now, of course, you would have to be announced as the miserable, hateful bartender who hates making this drink. Uh, but then, but then you know, you lower people's expectations, and then you give them. This Listen, the barefoot okay. Contessa has her thing. I can be the miserable bartender. All right, uh, and what, what does that make you? 
I mean, just an the observer. slap happy no, chef. Just, exactly. No, there you go. Just a, just a keen observer of of social behavior. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you came in very hot with the anger and the hate on this one. I got yeah, more I, than normal. But it actually is a nice martini. So I have good. to say. Now, if you wanted to uh, pep it with a bit more uh, hazelnut flavor, you could use a frangelico or a hazel ba- hazelnut based liquor to it. But I think yes, it, I think, I think it's it so defeats. Good. Uh, the fact that you have Nutella in it. I think sometimes if you yeah. try to mask the flavor with other nuts, yeah. uh, it just doesn't work. It is. Uh, it has got like mid to late December written all over it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to walk out into a winter wonderland. There you go. I actually am. It's per- perfect for Valentine's Day, which is coming up. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing. Everybody wants to use cinnamon hearts this or cinnamon hearts that or red this or red that. This is a chocolate-based uh Dessert or uh, cocktail, I should say, and you can add something red as a flair to, like, so take a strawberry, give it a little slice, and put it on the rim of the glass, and there you go. Uh, a pepperoni stick, sure. <laughs> a little bit of cumin. I don't know. No, oh, no, uh, no, no. That's what I would do. Yeah. No, I love it, man. Good. I love what's well, happening. That's the cocktail. So uh, I hope you enjoy. What's the name of it? M- Nutella martini. Nutella martini. Yeah. Okay. Or you can Great. call it whatever. Call it uh, Valentine's <laughs> Day martini. Cupid zero. There you go. You're a marketing genius. Now, uh, let's move on to the food that I've uh, brought here. In our uh, many episodes, we've done over 50 episodes, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I'm surprised. I was surprised to find out that I never celebrated this ingredient. Oh it is God. one of my favorites. So this is what we're talking about. Can I start about. eating while you talk? Uh, all right. Why oh, no, not? No, no, why I, not? Hey, you no, know, why not? You no, want to be that guy? No, be I'm, that okay, guy. I'll wait no I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course, you can start eating. I brought it looks beautiful. Uh, roasted beets. Yeah. And what I made for uh, Marco was the most simple beet salad that you can ever have. Now, I didn't know if this guy was going to have a problem with beets. A lot of people do have a problem with beets, and it has less to do with the flavor of beets, and I find it's more to do with uh, the fact that uh, hours later they think they have rectal cancer, right? That often is, a, is an issue when it comes to beets. I, my feeling is you got to get over it. you got to get over it. First of all, well, I just want to explain that in case anyone hasn't had beets. If you what eat the? beets... You're going to piss red for sure. Right. And it's going to be like, oh, my God. I wasn't talking about piss, but no. yes. Exactly. And you're going to yes. do, and there's going to be redness, whatever you do yeah. in the toilet, it's going to have a degree of redness that's kind of and, scary if you don't And depending on how slow your digestion is, the beets might be a long gone memory by the time the red comes out. And so it can be terrifying. Just keep track of your food consumption. Okay. That's all I can say. Because beets, there are, what, what do you, where would you eat beets uh, typically? Tell me, tell me some. As a side? As a, um, as a salad in a salad dish? Yeah. Um, yeah. On their own? Yeah. Um, Just like that with salt. They're mm-hmm. great. So yeah, this is what I'm trying to get at. The versatility of beets and something else you didn't mention, smoothies yes. and juices. If you're a juicer, just beets and ginger juiced. Sure. You immediately feel like it's like Popeye eating spinach. It is yeah. so unbelievably good for you, and it's cleansing, and it is delicious. And then in smoothies, obviously, you got to have to, you know, you got to be comfortable taking a crimson red smoothie out there on the streets yeah. with you. And you should. Why wouldn't you? Because anytime you add uh, beets, we're going full red on that smoothie. But it's so good for you, and it's so delicious. And in the last, I would say. Five to six years, in my in in my experience, beets have really seen, and I'm sure people who have had beets since they were a kid are like that. Those were always around, yeah. but these rainbow colored beets, yes. Chioggia, I think it's pronounced yeah. Chioggia beets, uh, golden beets, yellow beets. Uh, there is Chioggia. so much of variety. Uh, Chioggia is that Chioggia? Chioggia, yeah, C H I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Chioggia, yeah, like Chioggia beets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I just wanted to illustrate how simple beets can be, okay? You roast them, it's very hands-off. You cover them, and with a little bit of water in the oven, um, you can sort of steam them. Sure. Right? Or you can roast them, no water if you'd rather it like that. And then you get like a dozen beets in the fridge, and then, you know, every day, every other day, you put it in something, a smoothie, a salad. It's fantastic. So one of my favorite things with beets is just steamed beets, sliced with some some something crunchy like a sunflower seed or sure. pumpkin seed and then some kind of a creamy cheese so a oh, goat yeah. cheese or a feta cheese yes. or like a just a, you know crumbled um cambozola or something sure. like that absolutely fantastic so th- that's that's it doesn't get any easier than that now what i did here this salad is very very simple it's beets it's some cherry tomatoes salt olive oil lemon juice and some mint leaves it's a, it's it's a fantastic salad here's what i love about beets all right some people don't like the earthy nature of beets get over that is what i have to say get here's get over it it's the, from the earth that's one of the beauties. If you can get past what we've been dictated as a society in North America with our palate, where things like that that are out of our, say, four-item comfort level, yeah. if you can really embrace the fact that it does taste a bit earthy, and that's what makes it beautiful. I'm eating something very natural. Now, if you're trying to get off sugar, then turn to beets when you need something sweet. Yeah. So many people are eating highly processed things that are sugar-based. And, you know, you don't need that Pillsbury dough bullshit thing you throw in the oven and bake. If you need some sweet, go to beet is mm-hmm. what I like to say. As well, <laughs> I, I just said that just came. Again, with the marketing. What Listen, a genius. Um, I will say beets can stain, so just beware. Sure. And You, uh, you want to wash up quickly after you've been cutting them and totally. using them on your fingers. Yeah. yeah. And just be careful of the beet juice falling on your clothes. Always wear an apron. They are fantastic. They're healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about, you said steam beets. So can you explain that process to people who are like unaware? So you go and you buy some beets at the store. Yes. Then what I do is I'll typically cut them in half. I'm going to eat more while you eat talk. Eat more. Okay. Uh, cut them in half. Uh, lay them all down in a, um, uh, a baking dish. Mm-hmm. Put maybe a cup, half a cup to a cup of water in this baking dish. Cover it with some foil, or if it has its own cover, cover it, and let them sort of steam in the oven. And those steamed beets in like, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes at 350 will get to a texture that's great. Now, you don't want to oversteam them, then it's just kind of mush. Sure. You know what? Mushy beets. Hey. I mean, it's still like with some butter or so. You know, it can, you can still have a nice, a nice side. But really, if you want that sort of versatility of beets where it's like really stands up mm-hmm. and so, check it at 45 minutes. And then and then see where it is and as far as your comfort goes. Beets beets make such a great accompaniment to cheeses. So what we're seeing on a lot of menus uh, today are like uh, beets and ricotta salad with yeah. with uh, mint leaves and a bit of salt and olive oil. Beets and burrata. Beets and like there, it's just a versatile vegetable that goes pairs so well with items like cheese. That's exactly right. And uh, earlier you were talking about comfort. Yeah. And this is why I do love doing a podcast with you as an Italian guy. Your comfort stretches out of the normal, you know, North American uh, comfort zone. Uh, Typically, beet greens. If you, I always try to buy beets when I can. When it's on sale, I'll buy a bunch of beets with the greens attached. Like I do that with all my vegetables. If it has the stem. is absolutely. It's so great. I feel more, even if I don't use them. Yeah. Like like let's say carrots, right? But I like to use them in a stock. Yes. You know, color me bad or whatever. But (laughs) it's like, I feel like the vegetable retains a longer shelf life if it has the greens attached to it. I could be wrong, but that's just the sense that I have. Sure. I feel, so the other day I, um... 
That I can't tell you because it's what's in Marco's okay. mouth. But oh, I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, I'll tell you after up. what's in Marco's mouth what I wanted to say. But uh, in any case, those greens are amazing in like a potato dish. They're amazing in a soup. They're amazing just as a salad. You have to just be a, a, you know, a little bit open to the idea that they're going to be a little bit bitter. But the greener and the more bitter these things are, the better they are for you. And the other thing about beets that it works so well, and I don't say this often, beets and mint were meant to go together. Perfect. They really And I were. didn't know your feelings about uh, beets at no. all. So I came here uh, just... Uh, you know, expecting some sort of collaboration. But look at you. As a, as Joey a, Beats over here. You know, as a kid and in my early, early adult ages, I avoided beets. I don't know. I thought they tasted like I think dirt, very common. whatnot. Yeah. I don't know. I just had an aversion to them. Then I was like, what am I saying? These are great autumn vegetables. Yep. And I, I just said, I want to embrace this sweet, earthy flavor. Yeah. I love mushrooms. Why wouldn't I love this earthy flavor of beets? Mm-hmm. And then they are so beautiful, right? When do you get a vegetable that is this dark red and intense? And you know how they always talk about eating things that are dark in color, that have a lot of intense colors, like blueberries. Sure. Like put beets on your menu. And once again, you one of the things about making juice is you can you can keep colored items in your juice. So if they're like in color and you juice them, they're most likely going to taste well. So if you're going to juice intense colors like this, beets and blueberries and strawberries are going to go work well mm-hmm. together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just – there's something I love about a beetroot, uh, which they call in the UK. They call it beetroot, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, all hail Golden the beets. beets. Golden, Golden beets, beets are great. Golden beets are come just – come sure. on. Golden I beets had... and carrots, right? Once again – in Victoria, yes. I actually had this Hi, Christina. dish. Uh, hi, Christina again. Um, I went to this restaurant, 10 Acres. Uh, surprised to find out they had no real vegan uh, options. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I guess I'm going to have fries for, for lunch here. Um, but uh turns out they have one thing, one vegan thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, this is not going to be great. What it was was absolutely one of the best vegan meals I've ever had. No. It was a um, lentil rice and mushroom palaf. Uh, mixed in a chimichurri sauce, okay? So very, very, um, uh, like it had a little bit of tang and a little bit of herb, a little bit of spice to it. And that was laid on top of these golden beets. So as you're eating around in this kind of like almost like a stew, like it was a pilaf, but it was a little wetter, uh, the stew, you're finding big chunks of golden beets in it. And it was perfect. And that's actually why I've been thinking about beets the last few days. It sounds like the palate range in that dish is really... Really runs the gamut, right? Because you've sure got does. the sweetness from the beets. Yeah, you've got the lentils that have like more of an umami flavor. You've got the lentils, uh, maybe not so umami. I think oh, the umami sorry. came from the chimichurri, so, but sorry. the lentils and the mushrooms gave it like this like uh, earthy flavor. Earthy flavor, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then really yeah, good. and then you've got a bit of spice. You got a bit of heat there too. So yeah. you got heat and sweet. So opposite ends of that that flavor p- profile. Sure. Oh, and I, cool. I got a hot sauce with it. They made one in house. Anytime they make a hot sauce in house, I'm like, okay, I'll try that. Didn't even really need it. But then since I had extra hot sauce, I did order or french fries. I just wanted to, you know, end the suspense. I'm sure people are like, did he get the fries? Of course I got the fries. Taking a tangent, are <laughs> yes. hot sauces spicy enough for you when you go into a restaurant? That's my question. Being a person whose background is South Asian, I'm curious about that. Well, yeah, that. because when they make them in-house, it's usually somebody of some ethnic background okay. in the kitchen who's like, all right, I'm going to make this. So sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just a hipster who likes to... Um, you know, challenge their own palate. And so I've had like these fermented pepper sauces at these high-end restaurants, you know, Riviera and Ottawa comes to mind. 
And then I've had like, you know, it's just some Sri Lankan or Jamaican guy who works in the kitchen and then just has this hot sauce. Uh, probably started just bringing it to work and right. making it work so that he could enjoy the food in the, his own kitchen. And then somebody goes, we could sell this. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, I'll make this. With, and then it's like two twenty five or something for the hot sauce on, on the side. And I'm the sucker who pays for that because I just need to try it. If it's there, if you're making it in-house, you're I want to know you're about try it. it. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to mention about this salad, you can go on our Instagram account to see how beautiful it looks. Because of the tomatoes, because of the green from the mint uh, that you have incorporated in here and the slice of sourdough bread, mm-hmm. which it really doesn't need, but doesn't I'm, I'll gladly it. have it with, yes. the, with the olive oil beet juice at the yeah. bottom. I don't know if you guys do that, but tomato <laughs> and man, olive oil, like that, we don't make that go to waste. We don't let that no, go to waste. Um, it's a beautiful-looking salad. And what's nice about this, too, if you're having uh, a meat dish and you want a nice side for your guests, serve beets or this beet salad as a side. It doesn't have to be the first dish. Serve it as a side because I think it brightens up and will be a great complement to your meat. Yeah, yeah. Pakistanis have this beet and, and uh, lamb or beet and goat. Um, I'm blanking on the name for beets, but it's this beet gosht, like meat, and it's uh, it's really quite delicious. The sweetness of the beets with uh, this you know, sort of curried spicy beet. See, the funny thing is I don't blank on the name in Italian, barbabietole. No, and it's not an easy one to say, but yeah, barbabietole. I'll get back to yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All, All right. right. Good for you. Bro. All right. So uh, having said that, having had our beat, having had our Nutella uh, cock, uh, martini, let's go to our next segment, which you know My and you favorite, love. Your favorite. It's called. Not his favorite. What's in Marco's mouth? What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. We're guessing. We're messing. Let's find out. What's in Okay, I've got my blindfold on. I should have brought water. I should have had a swing of water, but... Because all I taste is beets. All right, buddy. You ready for this? I'm ready. Am I going to be inserting it into my mouth myself? No, I'll do it, buddy. So no no self-insertion on this one. No self-insertion. Just open wide, all right? Okay, tell me when. Tell me when you're ready. Right now. Right now? Okay. How large is this thing that's going to It's a tiny spoon. Okay. Okay. Just relax, will you? I just Open your mouth a little wider. Uh, there you go. Uh, now come on. Okay, the texture put me off at first, but it's tasty. Oh, it's like really um, mushy. It's very like almost liquidy. It's almost like on the verge of being a liquid. It's just slightly. Um, it's it's got almost like a baby food quality to it, with just a little bit more liquid to it. Um, it's savory. I'm going to say it has like, if, it, if I was to describe a color for it, it's going to be in the brown yellow kind of look. So um, oh, sesame, I taste sesame. It's, uh, is it tahini? No, you wouldn't do tahini. Uh, it's tasty. Can I have another tasteful? You can. Okay. Good. I like the uh-huh. negative always off the top, but then goes, okay, open it. No, it's got more flavor to it. You bastard. I know it's something that has multiple flavors in it. <laughs> did you make this yourself? I did. Ah, God damn it. Huge clue. Huge clue given to you right there. You made it Not yourself. really. It's really good, though. It's, it's something you're going to use as a sauce or something on a salad, let's say. Um, uh, tahini. I, I taste tahini. I don't know why I'm going for sesame seed here. 
because I, I could be way off on it. Um, okay, one last taste, and then I'm going to guess because uh, I just feel like this is painful for everyone. Okay, I got a bit of something. It's got a little bitterness to it. Oh, I know what this is. Because you said that it has some... It's got... It's got beet stems on it. The beet leaves on in it. And it's got something... It's not chickpea. Is it chickpea? No. Oh, man. You're stumping me on this. I'm going to say it has... Uh, Beet greens and uh, oh, blended beet greens with tahini. Okay, I'm taking okay listen, listen. Yeah. Thank God you finally said tahini. I was uh, look. What this is is, I bought romaine lettuce the other day. Okay, I never buy romaine lettuce. I buy leafy, dark leafy greens. What do you got against uh, romaine I don't know. lettuce? I just never buy it. It's good for you. It. It's man. good for you. Fine. Yeah. Okay. So I buy it. I buy two things of it. I'm like, what am I going to do? So we're eating right now. We're going through our little plant-based phase. Yeah. So I go, let me make, let me see if there's any recipes out there for vegan Caesar salads. Oh. So I start looking up these Caesar salad dressings, and I take some elements from a, a bunch of different ones. So what this is, it's tahini. Okay. Okay, I got so that. You got that. Nice. Then it's a little bit of uh, hot mustard. Okay. Lime juice okay. or lemon juice. Okay. A little bit of soy, oh. and then add to that some capers. That's the thing that you ate. You tried a little bit of a caper. How the fuck was I supposed There's to get no that? Way. How the fuck There's was no I supposed you got to get tahini. that? That's, come on. You're in. You're in. You got tahini. Oh my it God. is a vegan Caesar dressing. There was no way you were ever going to get it. You got tahini. Okay. I'm proud of you, bud. But I thought you might... Uh, I thought there was more capers in here in the okay. end. So it tastes really good, though. It's great. Remember how I, I That's said... the other thing it, I'm it, trying to bring to the table here. Something that... So my whole thing was I didn't want to get into the greens... Because we had some radish greens, so sure. the tops of the radishes, yeah. I had them, you know, rinsed and all that, and I was like looking for a good way to eat them. I added some sauerkraut to them, and I tossed them in this dressing, and it were it was absolutely fantastic. So, I, and I did say it was a dressing of some sort. You never used the word dressing. You oh, said it's almost like a sauce, maybe like a like a sauce that you would put on. A, I oh, felt shit. like saying you mean like a dressing, yeah. but anyway. Okay, but here's what I wait, did. I get the color right. You got the color exactly okay. right. The Listen, yellow, brown, this beige. this is a good. I have to say, now that I know it's a Caesar salad dressing, yeah. it's a good alternative. It is because you can't have the anchovies, so you start in the not the cream. Right. So you start looking at like what's got that. Again, mm. we're overusing the word umami, but what's got that umami flavor? Yeah, the capers and the soy and yeah. the Dijon mustard are like great for that. Yeah. You know, nice tang. If you, if you want more of that uh, anchovy, maybe a little bit more salt. Because sure. you're going to get the salt from the anchovies, but I don't. Sure. Well, that's, that's what the soy sauce was also. Yeah, that's not to... me. That's not. That's not you talking. I, I no. I prefer it this way. Okay. I'm just saying, if you like like salt, uh, like the anchovy kind of flavor, add some of that to it. But um, let me throw it out there. Like a, a quarter cup of tahini, or with a teaspoon of a mustard, uh, Dijon mustard, um, some olive oil, uh, juice of like half a lemon, let's say. And maybe a tablespoon or two of uh, soy sauce. Add some capers if you have them. Mix it. See what you think. And uh, whether you want to call it a vegan Caesar dressing or not, that's up to you. But there's no doubt that it's a delicious dressing. Could you use seaweed in this in some capacity to bring that sort of flavor of the sea in I it? I suppose you could if you need to. 
I mean, if you need to. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Why? Like, okay, I, so I the, feel like now you're Caesar, adding another flavor add, that doesn't need to be added. Add seaweed flakes to the Caesar salad then. I think that's the way to do it. Okay. We, ordered, we added a nutritional yeast. So yeah, oh, you I could love totally. nutritional yeah, yeast. Yeah, put that on there too. Um, I'm, I'm getting into flax. Crushed flax? It's so funny. I think it has a nutty flavor. It's so fun. I don't think anyone's ever spoken that way about flax. You know what I'm getting into these days? What, Marco? Some sort of, uh, uh, you know, HBO special? Uh, some sort of... I'm getting into flax. Okay, great. Uh, hysterical and wonderful, actually, at the same time. Do you like flax? Now, do you ground it? it I've got it pre-ground. Oh, you got it pre-ground. Okay. And what... Because I'm, I'm like, if I need it on the go with a yogurt or something, I'm yeah. going to have it. I said to I said to my wife, I'm like, listen, let's have it on the counter in a little Tupperware or some sort of uh, thing that I can easily scoop. Because if it's in the cupboard, in a bag, yeah. or if I have to crush it and I don't have the time, it's yeah. not going to happen. So let me incorporate this. as, And I'm incorporating it like crazy because it's accessible. Yeah. A lot of recipes for like flax muffins out there and flax in bread and uh, people sprinkle it on their granola and stuff like that in the morning. It's supposed to be great. It gives it a nutty flavor, I think, yeah. which reminds me of what nutritional yeast will do to a dish. Okay. Uh, so this is not even about your health. This is about totally about flavor. No, no. It's not about my health. Listen, okay, Most you people, know, uh, flax helps them get regular. I thought there was an element of that maybe at work. Oh, listen. No, I, I'm I'm fine in that, that department, but I'll tell you this. That, that flax certainly keeps it running like a Swiss train. Yeah. Uh, Humming so, like a smooth engine? Yeah. Like, Great I'm, for It's you. like, good. It's good. It's good. Okay. So- <laughs> Uh, Ali, being a bastard as always, doing an impossible guess for me. Hey, homemade, you know, time, homemade vegan Caesar salad dressing. Jesus Christ! I just needed to hear tahini dressing. That's all I needed to hear. And you would—you were halfway there, buddy. Mm. The word dressing wouldn't have been the worst thing. You yeah. did it. You're, you're still good. You, got, you, you can hold your head up high. Today. I guess. I <laughs> guess. It's just, it's just not fair, man. It's not fair. There's no way fair. you would have. This was crazy. I just wanted you to try it. Mm-hmm. And either it was like bring in a salad and have you, but then like, I, is that what we're doing? We're doing a salad show? I don't right, know. No, you know no, what I mean? For, I've already no, got no, the beats it, here. And so, listen, good job. If you want to hear your item in my mouth, email us and just put in the subject line what's in Marco's mouth. Confidential. Confidential. Not for Marco's eyes. Uh, if you want to see us make a cocktail of your choosing, uh, in two weeks, I'm going to have a one of the most classic cocktails I'm going to be making, one that I think is totally in your wheelhouse. Okay. And uh, anything else you want to hear us discuss, you let us know. We're happy to uh, do it here on Eat and Drink. Any insults that you feel should be lobbed directly at Marco uh, <laughs> into his ears, uh, please, please. And that doesn't have to be confidential. He should know how you feel about him. Uh, thank you so much. I'm glad this all worked out well. Great drink. Thank you. You came in so angry. Still lovely cr- creation. I thought that was wonderful. Even with the espresso, probably better. It just pissed me off because it's like I'm dirtying everything to make this, but it's worth it, I have to say. You know, it proved me wrong. people to eat and drink, and if you got to dirty something, you got to dirty something. Some people, don't, some people want simple. And and in two weeks' time, you're going to get simple. Okay. Simple and delicious. I'm excited. All right. I wait for it. I expect it. I guess until then. Until we eat again. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up.